What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Yeah. yeah. Philly. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. Bird they trying to take away that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. It's fourth and John. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, Bird. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. We get Time busy. there's a whole game, tailgate, we, we lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, our hearts indebted. Fly Eagles, fly what it's about, bruh. I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up, Philadelphia? We. Broadcasting from Wildfire Sports Studios. Welcome to 4th and John, episode 60. Boys and girls, well, I apologize that we're a little bit late here. I sincerely apologize, but you got to understand this. I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. And we were fortunate enough to have one of the Eagles employees stop by the studio today and a group of the tailgating faithful, the guys that have been, the guys and gals, sorry, Aaron, the guys and gals that have been there since day one at the tailgate got their opportunity to take a picture with the Super Bowl ring. We got a busy show for you, a jam-packed show. We got Rick Berger from the Philadelphia Sports Museum that's opening up right across from Lincoln Financial Field. Right, We're going to talk to him. He brought in some items to share. Oh, it's show and tell day today, boys. It's show and tell day. I freaking love it. We also got Mike from the Green Legion calling in, talking about the tailgate and the trip over to Canton, Ohio, where we will see Brian Dawkins, our beloved number 20, end up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But first things first, we started on a high. And being as there's not a whole lot of Eagles news... There was a shit ton of news this morning, Gail. <laughs> it was, man. Uh, it seems that the former Philadelphia Eagle and Eagles franchise all-time leading rusher, uh, shit. Uh-oh. You saw the pictures in the morning. They were disturbing. Uh, apparently, he had an ex-girlfriend whose friend put on Instagram a picture of her face bloodied up yeah. from an attack either by LaShawn himself or somebody who LaShawn asked them to, or, or maybe maybe it's not even connected. Maybe it's not even connected. But either way, this young woman put LaShawn McCoy on blast. Not only for the gruesome pictures that we saw online, but the way he treats his son, the way he treats his dog, and the way he goes about his profession, a whole lot of... Ugh, now, now, let me preface this. This is no joking matter. This is not funny. This is not a game. This is somebody's life, and somebody ended up looking like that. We don't know if it is is indeed in connection with LaShawn McCoy at all. But either way, 
This is tough to look at, Gail. What do you make of the situation? I mean, this morning, you know, we first start off with the the soccer team in Thailand, the guys getting out of the caves. It started off well for me. And then I got to scroll down the timeline, and then I saw – uh, that brief, uh, that that picture, and I was like, dude, I sent to the, the DMs, I was like, yo, this is about to break in like 10 seconds, and then all of a sudden, five, four, it just three, exploded. Boom. But I mean, this, this situation, I mean, first of all, I mean, uh, it's a graphic photo. I mean, you can't look at that and feel a certain type of way. Yes. Um, but you also, in this day and age, you can't just read anything on the internet and take it for face value. You, you have to do research i mean that's that's how you that's how you got to look at things absolutely um but uh, i'm gonna read what it said uh the the, the post by um LaShawn mccoy's ex-girlfriend ex-girlfriend's friend uh he said shady mccoy is the devil you are an animal we didn't say anything about how you beat your dog henny into kidney failure let's not talk about all the times my best friend had to stop you from viciously beating your son for small things like peeing in the bed we kept quiet about your drug usage all the illegal steroids and needles you were using but we will not keep quiet about this i can't believe you did this to my best friend your karma is going to be so real the world needs to know what type of animal you really are this was just her yesterday on the left, and now this morning, this is her on the right. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, she made heavy... Those ac- are heavy accusations, dude. I that, mean, that, domestic that, ab- abuse, uh, animal abuse, uh, steroid abuse. This is a situation like a Ray Rice, and then a Adrian Peterson with the child abuse, and then a, give me one with steroids, Brian Cushing. Yep. This, this is a shit sandwich. That LaShawn McCoy's found himself in. Yeah, I, I mean, if you look at his past, I mean, that's the thing that people will look at his past and like, you know, he's consistently got himself involved in these certain situations, whether it was the party bus, whether it was the party up in uh, the Bills where it was only women invited, yeah. uh, the, you know, putting his uh, baby's mother on blast on yep. and had his uh, Twitter folks attacking his baby's mo- baby mother. Um, but, you know... LaShawn McCoy was, you know, had filed uh, court documents to get her out of his house a year ago. It started, the first uh, process started a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been living there since 2016 with her 16-year-old son. So once they, you know, they their relationship got rocky and was over, um, she's, she's been living there for a while. Um, during, I think it was... Um, like June, around June first, she had left the house, and Lashawn McCoy had his people come to the house to get his his items, his things. They changed like the security cameras. She found out that they were there because she had access to the security cameras. Um, so, you know, their court hearing was supposed to they, they were supposed to have a court meeting today. Today. Today, so that that makes it even weirder. And this, this attack happened this morning. That this happened this morning, and now. She was saying that um, the att- when the attack happened, that certain items were re- removed. Remove like, or demanded? Or demanded or removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were looking for something specific. You know, so that makes it kind of even muddier. You know what right. I mean? Like, did he send his people over? And then there's another post saying that an- another friend of Miss um, Gordon said that, um, you know, he sent his goons over there and pistol whipped her. So you know, but you don't know. Like the thing is, you just don't, you just don't know what it, the situation it, it, is. It certainly doesn't look good for Lashawn McCoy because this seems a little too specific to be random. You're showing up at Lashawn McCoy's house in, on a day where they are supposed to go to court after this year long battle of trying to evict her and her young son, uh, asking for specific things. Listen, a holdup is a holdup. A robbery is a yeah. robbery. If you're going to stick it, you know what I mean? The weird thing is that's his property. So it's like, I don't know how, you know, like, you know, I don't know if there's some squatters rights or she's just been staying there. Yeah. And they've been just trying to get her out for over a year. Either way, it is it is, it is really a bad look for LaShawn McCoy. It is. It is. Uh, I don't know how, whether it's true or false, I'm not sure how somebody comes back from this in the public eye. Again, Michael Vick came back. R- R- Ray Rice didn't. And, you know, people who've done steroids have come back. Mm-hmm. But this is like almost like 
taking all three or four even. Well, when I mean, you, when if you look at the Ruben Foster situation yes. recently, yeah. um, where, see, I, I don't even, where, where the woman said that she lied. I don't know if she got paid off. You, you don't know. You don't know. But uh, it's, it doesn't look good. Either way, you, ha- you really have to, even though we wa- the, those photos are so graphic and hit a spot in any human being that you want to jump right on it and find out who was responsible for this and condemn them and curse them out online and stuff like that. You walk a very delicate line between jumping to conclusions and either blaming a man who hasn't been proven guilty yet or victim shaming, which is the opposite end right. that you cannot do. I mean, if, if this woman's friend, if this is this is indeed true, you can't be like, yo, you're an Instagram model. Like, this shit don't count. Right. You should have, you know, what'd you expect? No, 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 no. None of that. None of that. So it's important to kind of let the process kind of play itself out. You do. If LaShawn McCoy is indeed guilty of this or having his boys do this and or hiring somebody to do this. You got to be out of the league. I mean, career, at least career, sad. career, career is over. Jail. Career is over if it yeah. if it's true. At least uh, sad. But I mean, as Eagle fans, we have to you know look back at the situation with Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Like I, I could uh, remember the timeline going crazy and already convicting uh, Nelson for the crime with the stripper. Yeah. Uh, and people were you know oh she's a stripper blah 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 you know like you had to get all the facts first to figure out what happened. Right. But I mean, look at look what happened. I mean, you just have to. I mean, that's the hard part, you know. In this day and age, it's not it's not easy to just sit back and not pick a side. But you you just have to. That's what you just have to do. That's the reality. It's of it. like the McCoy and, fight with the bar fight. There was it was a humongous deal a couple of years ago, and then it was just crickets. There was nothing going on. The charges were dropped, and everything act, acted like everything was fine. So we don't know if he even paid the cops of everything that was wrong, or we don't know if it did happen. It it's just not a good look on Shady. It's not. It's got a bad resume as it is, and and it breaks my heart a little bit for being a Shady fan. Mike, calm down. It 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 it, bre- it breaks my heart a little bit because yes, I I, I was a shady fan, a shady stand. I'm, I'm 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 I when there was an opportunity, rumors where maybe he would come back to the Philadelphia Eagles or somehow the Eagles could sort of like pull a trade, you know? What I mean, where to get him back from Buffalo? Hey, listen, yeah. I'm gonna stand it up. I don't care. I'm a cape for this guy. And now you look at it, and it's like one of your heroes. It's, it's a, it's could tough. he possibly be capable of this kind of violence? I mean, this is this is like I don't. I'll I'll never understand Cowboys fans who sat there and said, "Well, as long as Greg Hardy's wearing a star, he's cool with me." Nah, dude. Like this shit's real life. That's a real person right there. Like I don't want to think of one of my favorite players, one of my heroes, like doing something like yeah. that. I mean, I got a figurine in my office right now and a blown up uh, photo of Shady in the snow jumping, hurdling somebody. And I feel weird. I'm like, yo, this shit, this shit might have to come down right now, until I figure out what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's it's terrible. It's a terrible situation. It's a terrible situation. And regardless of whether it was shady or not, regardless of whether or not, whether it's true or not, that sort of violence against women has no place in this society. No. We should not be seeing pictures like this come across the timeline at all, and, for and, anybody, from anybody, and it is inexcusable. For anybody to do. And not for nothing. If this is the case. I know the uh, NFL has come, over, come over or, or gotten a lot of criticism about different ways in which they handled things. Whether it be their lack of addressing the flag protest. Or now the fact that they did address the flag protest. But the one thing I will always sit there and say is. The league. You can't suspend somebody for a year. For smoking weed. And they give somebody three games for doing that to a woman. And then you had Josh, if it's true. And then you had Josh Brown, the kicker from the Giants, who yeah. was like basically torturing, beating his, his his wife. And he got six games. You don't see this kind of action or behavior in the NBA. You don't see it in the NHL. You don't hear. And I'm talking about across the board, all the drama. You know what I mean? All the uh, all the different suspensions, all the misbehavior. You don't see that in the NBA the NHL, or the MLB. Why is this a football problem? Why? Is it because it's a violent sport? Is it because of CTE? Why is yeah. this a particular problem in the sport of football? 
I mean, a lot of people have been bringing that up. I've been seeing that everywhere about, you know, brain injuries and is it causing players to act out? I mean, you look at uh, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, his There's no Aaron Hernandez in any other sport. And he had a sh- uh, the worst case of CTE, CTE out there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's prevalent right now. You're seeing it. But I, I think we're in a different age in the NFL now. I, I feel like all these things are put on blast. I mean, you cannot... You can't, you can't get pa- you can't get past uh, one year in the NFL if you got you know prior a history like this. Like they're not going to let guys like this into the league if it becomes a thing. Working the social media tonight is our boy Philly Mike. Philly, how you doing tonight? Doing all right. Doing all right. I'm a little still a little starstruck, shaking from uh, holding on to that ring for a good few minutes. But uh, I'm doing all right, fellas. But like we said about this whole shady thing, I've I've been a diehard shady fan, and I still have the jersey hanging. And just when I thought it was like safe, quote-unquote safe to wear the McCoy jersey out in public or whatever and try not get bullshitted. Now I don't know what the hell to do with it because if, like I said, if uh, he, if this has turned out to be true, I, I just have no sympathy for him at all whatsoever. I don't care if he's an old-time rusher for the Eagles. I don't care. He's a great guy, quote-unquote great guy, but I, I'm just, I'm just baffled by this whole thing, honestly, and uh, I might even burn the jersey. If this turned out to be true, I'll probably burn my McCoy jersey. Yeah, I don't. No, I no, might be well, not not in video or anything like that. Just for my own my own ordeal, I would not make it public. There there, no there's way. only one jersey that is going to be burned, and it is directly behind me. Right once there. again, our trophy, the zero Super Bowls jersey. Which once again, we invite everybody down the parking lot F1 for the home opener to see that jersey burn. Everybody's at the tailgate. Everybody's a pi- everybody loves a good burning. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the right <laughs> reasons, everybody, everybody, everybody loves that. Uh, you can't go wrong with dissing the Giants like that, especially at home when you're ready to raise a banner. We have our man Rick Berger from the Philadelphia Sports Museum, a project that he told me about about a year ago, right? About a year ago. And it is a phenomenal idea. I can't wait to see this thing open up. And he is here not only to tell us about his project, his passion, but he also brought in some stuff Philadelphia okay. Eagles related that's going to be in said museum. So how are you today, Rick? Good, man. Uh, excited to be here. It's amazing to be uh, around Eagles fans just uh, five short months after our Super Bowl. Uh, I've had season tickets since 95. I was section 717. My favorite eagle is still Ricky Waters, just oh. because. I, hey, it's, it's not for popular. Who, for what? It's not popular, but that was when I was when I was when I first became a fan, and that was when I was most um, impressionable as mm-hmm. an Eagles fan. Yes, Rodney sir. Pete, Ricky Waters, William Fuller. Those those years between '95 and '98, the Ray Rhodes era, is still my favorite. Fourth and one is still my favorite play of all time. They stopped them again. They stop him again, and and I've I've had the pleasure of meeting Merrill Reese lately, and through this museum project, meeting a lot of great people involved with the Eagles. Fourth and one, man, it was it was twenty degrees out. We hadn't beat the Dallas Cowboys since like nineteen ninety. The previous game, Emmett rushed for two hundred yards against us on Halloween. And and we come in and beat them, and Bobby Taylor breaks up that long pass to to Michael Irvin, and that, I'm just babbling about. <laughs> well, you you had tickets up, right up, up in the uh, seven hundred level, seven seventeen. We had a guy who is no longer around named Speedy, and he used okay. to run. Was he on Speedy? He, well, he had a, a Randall Cunningham jersey, Okay, number 12, Speedy, and he used to run back and forth. It was much easier to do that at the vet yes. because you know because there weren't as many sections cut off, and uh, th- that was when I fell in love with football. I mean, and, and ever since, I was lucky enough to intern with the Eagles back in 2001 um, with uh, you know Donovan and Freddie mm-hmm. was a rookie, and... Great guys, Brian Mitchell was there, and yes. um, you know, and, and sports was always my um, my goal and and my passion. And uh, I was lucky enough to meet a gentleman by the name of Lou Scheinfeld, who uh, many people might know because he named the Spectrum. Okay. He was vice president of the Flyers, um, president of the Sixers in the eighties, and ended up uh, working under Buddy Ryan, uh, selling sweets in the uh, late eighties and early nineties. Mm-hmm. So this museum was the brainchild of Lou Scheinfeld, Ed Snyder, 
uh, Ed Rendell and a few other folks. Um, the fact that it didn't happen is, you know, because Ed Snyder passed away, it was going to be attached to phase two of, um, Xfinity, of Xfinity, which never happened. Oh. So you I, know, I, I, I remember cause I was part of phase one for Xfinity live. I remember the, the bold expansion plans that they had for that entire area. Correct. So the fact that you're going to place it in where Jetro is now, right? So we got 20,000 square feet in the Jetro building. Eagles fans will know it because it's the side of the building with the Eagles mural. Okay. So right across from the link, the Eagles have a mural with Dawkins, Acres, mm-hmm. all types of um, images. And the museum is 20,000 square feet right there. So we got yeah. a lease for 20 years, 20,000 square feet. Um Dr. DePacci, who's one of our principals, has a $30 million uh, collection of Eagles memorabilia. Everything wait, 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 wait. One, one more time. $30 million? $30 million of, let me, let me rephrase I, that, I, sports I, memorabilia. Well, well sports God, memorabilia. I thought I had a big collection. $30 million worth. This is passion. Everything from Jackie Robinson to Ty Cobb to Chuck Benarek to Brian Dawkins and Phillies, Sixers. He's from South Jersey, so it's Philadelphia-centric, but a lot of um, things from all over the country. And uh, his collection is going to be the backbone of the museum. Um, since I started this project, a lot of other people have reached out to me to uh, to give items to the museum. One of them was Ray Didinger. So part of what I brought today is part of Ray Didinger's personal collection. That's amazing. Well, that and is, Ray Diddy is the man when it comes to the Eagles football he, and the history yeah. of it. The nicest guy ever. So he's actually moving. Um, and he invited me over last Monday to go through some of the stuff that he wanted to donate to the museum, some of which I brought today. That's um, beautiful. If you oh. see. Yeah, but before we get into that, how far along are you in the process, and when is an estimated open date for this? Facility? So I've been working on the project for about a year. We recently got our zoning approved by the city of Philadelphia. That building is zoned as a warehouse. So in order to make that a museum, we had to get a rezone for uh, public, you know, public people coming in right. and and like bathrooms you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, correct. Okay. Serving drinks, food, sure. everything like that. So that got done, and I think right about now we're about a year away from opening. The goal was originally the Super Bowl of twenty. 19, but it looks like it's probably going to so be the, the summer of 2020. <laughs> so was the Eagles. That was yeah. the Eagles. That was the goal there. And but there, sometimes things happen a little little sooner than expected. Some things happen a little later. That's all right. The fact that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, we had a meeting with uh, former Mayor Governor Rendell uh, February 8th, which was three days after they won the Super Bowl. We had our uh, press conference the following week because there's no better time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. I mean, this project, Philadelphia is a city of museums, no sports museum. There's no better city in the country for sports. And uh, like I said, Lou, older gentleman, worked for all the teams. He's been working on this for a while. Now's the time. Awesome. So, so real quickly, and and Trox, go ahead and film some of this stuff. Point out some of the items that you had from Ray Did. I can't believe I'm saying that Ray Didinger's That's personal crazy, collection, right there. That uh, that some of this will be displayed in the Philadelphia Sports Museum. Yeah, one of our exhibits is going to be uh, an exhibit to uh, journalism in Philadelphia, sports journalism with Stan Hockman, Harry Callis, Ray Didinger. Ray invited me over to go through his things. Um, we have, from his private collection, uh, the Sporting News from 1980 when the Philadelphia Eagles played the Oakland Raiders. We have um, a personal, let me see, Maxwell Awards, 1971, Ray Didinger's personal copy signed by Jim Plunkett. Wow. We have the first issue of the USFL magazine, and if you get to hang out with Ray, he talks a lot about the USFL. He does. Because he's a historian, and the USFL doesn't get much love, but he was a big fan of it. And obviously, a lot of stars came from the USFL. A ton of them. Steve Young is on the cover of that magazine. Reggie White came from oh. the USFL. Jim, Ke- Jim yeah. Kelly. Jim Kelly came from the USFL. Warren Moon. And the Philadelphia Stars were really good. Yeah. They played at the vet. It was only a few years, but... People don't really talk about it that, anymore. That was the first football league that should, to at least attempt. They weren't successful, but attempt to give the NFL a run for its money since the NFL-AFL merger. Correct. And if you remember correctly, they were kind of playing by the AFL playbook, which was mortgaging the bank, just overpaying for stars that would have been drafted by the NFL. 
and kind of forcing their way into the public eye by high, guys like uh, Joe Namath, you know, and stuff like that, and John Riggins. They would they would hire those. They would sign those guys to contracts that. Quite frankly, they didn't have money for, but they right. found a way to get it in order to draw and stuff like that. So the USFL tried to do the same thing with Reggie. What was it? The Memphis Showboats. Memphis the, Showboats. Yeah, how about that? That Reggie White was uh, was part of it. Philadelphia and, Stars, the yep. Generals, um, a, lot, a lot of teams, and and they were good. The Philadelphia Stars were good. And it's so funny how uh, different pop up leagues still try, whether it's the XFL. Whether it's what what is the AFL or something like that's not trying to make a run for it. I was at um, <laughs> Saturday night. Uh, my wife and I were at a soul game, and yeah. you know many people don't know this, but the the uh, Arena Football League is down to four teams. Yeah. It, it, Chicago, Tampa Bay, uh, Phoenix. They had about twenty teams at one point, down to four teams. So it's tough to make it go in professional football, especially you know when the NFL is as big as it is. Um, so you know, luckily. We, we have a lot of friends of the Museum Project that are tied to the Eagles, a lot of former players. Um, Mark McMillan has reached out to me. So we want to have events that honor the 1990 Eagles. One of the things I brought um, was, uh, was Lou Scheinfeld, who's one of our principals, was the marketing uh, director of the Eagles in the late 80s. We have his jacket that was a gift from Buddy Ryan in addition to a ring that Buddy Ryan gave to his staff. Now, when, you, when I say staff, you don't realize that's Jeff Fisher. That's Rich Kotite. Rich Kotite was his offensive coordinator. Right. That's how Rich Kotite ended up getting the job. Mm-hmm. Um, Bud Carson. Uh, guys that are, are football legends. Yeah. And, you know, that era of Eagles football, the fans really love. You know what I mean? So we want to we honor that. So the museum is, and, and here, here it is. This was a... Lou got one of yeah. so pass wow. that that's, a, that's amazing man I cannot wait for this grant I hope we get an invite I can't wait you had our first fundraiser I was at your first fundraiser yeah. in crazy. fact funny story about the first fundraiser so so Rick Rick, Rick comes over to me and he goes listen man I, I, I know you're good at videotaping I, I, I need a favor and I was like yeah buddy what he goes when we're, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to give a give a little speech and thank everybody for coming Derek Barnett, rookie for the Philadelphia Eagles, he's going to be up there too. And he's holding in his pocket an engagement ring. And I went, oh, shit, it's about to go down. He's like, damn right it is. So he stood up there in front of everybody, right, gave this little speech, never gave anything away. She never saw it coming. And all of a sudden he asked Derek Barnett for something, and he reaches into his pocket. And, and, of course, it wasn't as big as this one. (laughs) All right? Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. But all of a sudden, my homeboy over here pops a knee and surprises this girl right here. Smooth. You lucky man. Look at that. Look at you. Calling in the big dogs to get it done. You know what? It's funny. At the time, I was so hype and so excited. I ended up feeling bad later. That was Derek Barnett's first public appearance. As, no pressure, as kid. An eagle. <laughs> yeah. This was June. This was before training camp. A little bit <laughs> after the draft. I have a friend who's an agent who knows a lot of these guys. And Dark Barnett agreed to come do this, you know, event for the Museum of Sports. I didn't tell him ahead of time. And uh, so you I just sprung it on him there. Sprung it on him, handed him the ring, <laughs> and I made this speech. And I ran into him a, a couple months ago after the Super Bowl, and I made this speech about rings and how you know we hope that Dark Barnett's journey ends in a ring and who knew that seven months later yeah. he would have one i certainly didn't think Forecasted. that he didn't think that he talked i gave a speech he hands me a ring handed it to my now wife and uh and the rest is history and uh eric is credited with calling that dark barnett's first sack that yeah that was his first <laughs> sack man that uh, was but his... I, I got a question can, can you bring me to ray diddidge's house I won't, I won't be a creeper He's or anything. Moving. So, Ray? So, like, like, tr- mean, truth be told, Gail's got a little bit of a weird I'm old try- man crush yeah. on Ray Dittinger. A lot, of, a lot of guys do. My dad does. Trying to be the black you Ray know. Dittinger over here. You know. <laughs> Blackinger. Ch- Ray Blackinger. Dittinger is, is so real and nice. He... Um, and and that's why he gets the respect that he does. Yeah. He gets it from he, the teams. Yes. He, he gets it from the yeah. country. Um, one of my you know favorite pastimes was... Uh, you know putting on uh, Daily News Live after, or not Daily News Live, Post Game Live, yeah, for a loss because he would calm me down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I remember um, when I first got to know him about this project, 
uh, he had put out the play with Tommy McDonald. And one of the things that we have for the museum is Ray inducted Tommy McDonald into the NFL Hall of Fame. So Ray gave us the placard that was on the Cadillac that drove around Canton as Tommy McDonald was inducted into the Hall of Fame. One of his prized possessions gave it to the museum. That's crazy. Um, but, you know, it was so nice to, to realize that Ray would get frustrated with Andy Reid's calls. You know, he would never show it, but he would, you know, fourth and one or on the goal line, you know, you throw the ball. You know what I mean? Fourth and inches, you throw the ball. You don't run it. Things that used to drive me nuts, and it was, it's nice to get to know him behind the scenes. And, and you saw when they won the Super Bowl, he and his son hugged yeah, him. Yeah, and yeah. you could see that Ray is really a fan. They had a moment. And that, a moment. My, that was my, like, my first question yeah. for Ray is, are you really a fan? I know you got to be. And, and he is deep down. And uh, right now he's writing the new third edition of the encyclopedia, which is the world champion edition, which we never thought, you know, would happen. And, th- and that's something that you certainly got to respect about Ray Dinger is, is you, he has this picture and it's, in, I don't know where to, where you find it, but it's in my head. I've seen it before. It's, it's a young redheaded Ray Dinger with Chuck Bednarik, like kneeling next to him. And you know, here we here at Fourth and John, you know, we're not professionals. You know, we we didn't we didn't start out covering sports and then be, you know start covering the Eagles. We we just started out as fans. You know what I mean? And then started talking about the Eagles and loving the Eagles and loving the history of the Eagles and talking. And now here we are, like trying to bring it to the people, kind of the same along the same path that Mister One Ray Dinger from the stands into the media, and now he's the go-to person. Anything Eagles historic. You know, one of the coolest things he gave us, which I wasn't able to bring tonight, is his typewriter that he he used from the end of the days of Franklin Field through the vet to Lincoln Financial Field. The typewriter that he used uh, to be to be a writer. Like I said, he's one of the most respected writers that I've ever met and couldn't be nicer. Couldn't be a bigger supporter of everything and uh, proud to show his collection. Awesome. Well, Rick, we really appreciate you coming in studio, telling us about your passion project there in the Philadelphia Sports Museum and bringing all this, all, these awesome items from Ray Dinger's personal collection. This is so cool. This has been a great day, man. We're yeah. talking Super Bowl rings, <laughs> Eagles memorabilia. Oh, shit. This is awesome, man. So thanks so much for Got stopping it. in, you and your lovely wife. We appreciate Got it. it. And, uh, and uh, real quick, yeah. on Twitter, if they want to follow yes, me. Yes, please. Plug away. At uh, Museum Rick. If they want to follow me on Twitter, I'm always updating the museum. And the museum's Twitter is at MOS Philly. MOS Philly. Thank, yeah. Thanks keep so everybody much. Thank you, thanks we'll so much for, for stopping in, brother. We appreciate it. We got our boy, a tailgate veteran uh, of the 4th and John tailgates. He always stops by. But also, too, the Green Legion tailgates. Our boy Mike is on the line here to talk to us about the little road trip to Canton. Mike, are you there, my friend? What is up, fellas? How you doing? What's happening, my man? How are you? Are you still sunburnt from the beach day? I am, and then I, I doubled down this past weekend too. I just uh, I only got to catch the end of your your talk with Rick there, but man, I can't wait for that place to open. Dude, it's going to be awesome. That, that museum awesome. is. It's about time that the Philadelphia sports fan got a place where they can go and visit and kind of revisit some of their favorite moments in Philadelphia sports history, dude. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And we're going to Ray Diddinger's house. We're going to Ray Diddy's house. <laughs> he just don't know it yet. <laughs> Diddy's a man. He is a man. I only caught the end of it. I was actually out recording for Philly Influencer with your boy Sean Brace. Dude, so Sean, we love, we love those guys over at Philly Influencer. We love those guys over there. It's a- it's a small, it's a small world, small Philly bird, Super Bowl champion world. So it's, it's good. But yeah, I appreciate you guys um, having me on for a few minutes. Um, I know you guys are heading out to the Hall of Fame. We still, you know, and you guys got, you're all set up and ready to go. Yes, sir. With us, we still got, um, we still, we still got packages both for, uh, you know, if you need a hotel and travel out there, we've got that. If you're doing your own thing, we've got our special ticket, ticket and tailgate. Uh, package, which, uh, you know, ticket to the Hall of Fame Saturday morning, ticket to our gigantic tail. You guys know how we do our tailgates. You got, you were with Dude, I tail- DJ'd one of you your tailgates. Know I, I know exactly how the tailgates you guys, go. You, you were great, dude. You DJ'd MC. We're having, it's going to be like that big. People so far, we got 100 more. Yeah, we're going to. 
Uh, shit, Mike, were you there, buddy? You're like you're like cutting in and out. Oh no. Put him in a bedroom. My, my, Mike, you there? Shit, try to give us a call back on, on a on a better cell number. Try to give us a call back because you were cutting in and out, man. All right. I will right now. All right. That sounds good. Uh, okay, Mike. While we're uh, while we're waiting for uh, the other Mike to call back uh, and tell us about the Canton trip and everything he's got going on for Brian Dawkins Hall of Fame induction, we're not going to say Terrell Owens Hall of Fame induction only because he ain't going to be there for whatever reason. That'd be uh, live tweeting from. Um, <laughs> so, some, uh, some Mike, impromptu. Let's go. Uh, let's go right to the Twitter questions. Fuck it. Let's go. All right. Let's. Uh, uh, one question is from Matt the K. He says, even if Shady isn't charged crim- criminally, is it still possible the Bills release him? Yes, it's a possibility. It it, it is absolutely a possibility because, like, look, you know, the the court of law is one thing, the court of public opinion is another thing. And the court of Roger Goodell is another. So Roger Goodell is going to play his hand in this. Uh, then you're going to have the Buffalo Bills who are going to have to decide what to do with an aging LaShawn McCoy and that big old contract. Yeah, that contract is... This might... I, I don't want to say perfect excuse because that's a horrible example of a perfect excuse. But, uh, you know, they might look at this and say this is not worth the PR nightmare. Guilty or not guilty, right? You know, if it was him or not. They might just decide to completely move on for him, and quite frankly, I wouldn't blame them. Go ahead, keep going with this Twitter. Uh, we'll do one, another question from uh, Cole Seven Hundred. No, we'll, ju- we'll just run through them, and then we'll get the microphone. Okay, cool. He says, uh, "Best position group battle going into training camp." Hmm. I gotta say, wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, first of all, you got Alshon Jeffrey. Now you added Mike Wallace, who's an upgrade over Tory Smith. You've got Nelson Aguilar working the slot, who is budding into one of the premier slot receivers in the NFL. you got Mac Hollins, who everybody thinks, for whatever reason, is going to have a breakout year. Hope he does. Yeah. You know, big play Mac. You know, he can get it done. A lot of mouths to feed, though. That is a lot of mouths yeah. to feed. Uh, the linebacker spot with Nate Geary, uh, Corey Nelson. That's not deep, though, right? Kamu Gruger Hill. The um, defensive back position is pretty good. Yeah. This, yeah, quarterback position. Yeah. I mean, this, is it Sidney Jones season? Is it uh, <laughs> we rocking with Jay, Jay Mills? Um, yeah, man. I, I, quarterback, quarterback would probably be the the cake for me. Nice, very nice. So you know him as <laughs> a uh, individual that always tweets in Got for the Twitter on. questions. Got his shirt on right now. You know him as the man that ag- that asks the zaniest Twitter questions. <laughs> rarely well behaved, rarely sober. And we'll see which one he is right now, because he is in studio. Big Sherl, how are you today? I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> so what, what is your uh, live face-to-face, what is your Twitter question? So, honestly, if you were alone with the ring, what is the weirdest thing you would do with it? Cock, best cock ring ever, right? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know if this is airworthy, but I got a uh, mental image in my head. Yeah, I don't think we should express this, should we? Yeah, it's just like the Stanley Cup. Like they do weird stuff with it. So, yeah, I, 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 I would say I would try it on on each of my ten fingers, and maybe one more, and then show it to my wife, and see what do you think about that, honey? What do you think? Diamonds are a girl's best friend. It's getting weird. So, getting, so, so is this thing. It's getting weird in here. <laughs> so it's real weird in here. Well, th- thanks, Cheryl. You always make it weird in here. What else is new? You always make it weird in here. <laughs> All right. Next Twitter question. Next Twitter question is from uh, Eagle Sad. He says, if Clement keeps improving, could you see him maybe taking over the lead role next season? Oh, nah. I think it's uh, a Jai's role right now. I, I think uh, he's got a great shot. I mean, he's he showed his worth. Um but I mean, Clement is just gonna do his thing, man. Like I'm not expecting him to take over, but he's he's definitely gonna do his thing. Sproles, he might eat into Sproles' role a little bit. Look at the way they used Legarrette Blunt. Look at the way they used Jay Ajayi last year, and look at the way they worked in Corey Clement. This is an absolute true definition of running back by committee. And remember, who controls all that is Deuce Staley. So it's gonna be like, look, if if that defense is is susceptible to the bruising between the tackles back, might be Jay Ajayi's turn. If that defense is more susceptible to a guy who's going to take it on the out screen pass, who's going to Brian Westbrook it, you might give it to Corey Clement. Or if that defense is susceptible to a smaller fast back who you never know where he's going to be, and even when he has the ball, 
You don't even know where he is because he's so tiny. It might be Darren Sproles' time. So Deuce Staley is going to control these running backs. I don't think one is going to be featured more than the other for the entire season. One might be featured more than the other for a particular game, depending on who they're playing. But either way, I still look at we we, we had that previous total question. Where's the deepest? I mean, you got to you got to include running back in there as well. Do you think about with Blunt gone? Uh, it's a perfect opportunity to steal that goal line role. Mm. I mean, if if he gets that role. You could eat for fantasy purposes for your fantasy football teams. Clement could get those goal line carries. And after this season, I think Corey Clement is your running back of the future. I think oh, they're yeah. I think they're going to groom him into a position where he is the premier back moving on into two thousand. A little hot takey. So, so but it's so far in the future. It's so far in the future. Don't you can't forget even forget about it. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. Yeah, you guys aren't going to remember this shit a year from now. That's all right. Do we got any more? All right, we got two more. Solid two more. question from Brother Frank. He says, rank the corners one through four. Ronald Darby, Sidney Jones, Jalen Mills, and Rasul Douglas. Rank them one through four. Jalen uh, Mills, Ronald Darby, Sidney Jones, and just Rasool by Douglas. pedigree, and Rasul Douglas at the end. Same right here. I mean, he, he can't rank Sidney Jones Mills at the top. Mills has done it. Yeah, Mills, Mills, has, Mills done it. has done it. Darby's done it. I'll, it, it, I'll be it shaky. He was, he was yeah. injured. He was injured. Yeah. You kind of got to give him that like little injury. Like, listen, man, the guy like, remember when we saw that week one, his ankle was like pointing in one yeah. direction, his foot was in the other. The fact that he made Shit. it to the season and played in the Super Bowl was crazy. Yeah. And granted, he didn't play well, but he was still a former second round pick, right? Who was that? Darby? Darby. Uh, yep. Who the Eagles traded the mm-hmm. third for. Mm-hmm. So he still has incredible value there. So... You know, he's. He, he, I would put him second. And then the whole mystique on Sidney Jones and what we saw of him prior to the draft, him coming in, he was one of the top cornerbacks uh, heading coming into the draft. Um, I think he's got an opportunity to be to ball out. And Russell has been is is has been great with the time that he's got to play. All right, we got one more question. This would be a good one from New York Giants man Joe. He says, "Will the Eagles go another fifty-eight years until their next title?" New York Giants man Joe. First of all, first of all, thank you for listening, New York Giants man Joe. Thank you for being so bored on a Tuesday. You got to hear us coming off of taking pictures of a Super Bowl ring to tweet into the show to ask us that kind of question. Do me a favor. Sit your ass on the couch, know your role, shut your mouth, and speak when spoken to. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, you are talking to the man. So shut your mouth, stay in your friggin' lane, get off of Twitter, and do and spend time with your family, you fucking asshole. I, I had to say it. Dude, I mean, you listen to an Eagle podcast... Get a life! You know, that's kind of weird. You just got Barkley! Well, we appreciate your listener listenership, okay, bro? Yeah, thanks for your support, man. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. Okay. All right, we're going to go back to Philly Mike. Uh, or, or I know we got two Philly Mics. Uh, Mike, Green Legion, Mike. Are you there, my friend? Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry no worries, that no worries. Technology doesn't always agree. You were, yeah. uh, so we are heading out to Canton. We are going to meet up with you guys, but tell the people real quick about what you're doing out there in Canton with the Green Legion. Well, what we got, uh, what we got for your for your crew that haven't oh. jumped in already, we got a, oh. a little, we got a little ticket 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 tailgate package where uh, you know ticket to the Hall of Fame, ticket to the induction ceremony, and our big twelve uh, hundred person blowout tailgate party. Um, stone throw from the ceremony. Um, there isn't a bigger place in town, so we got the whole thing to ourselves. It's going to be all green. Uh, like it usually is at every Eagles road game. So wait a minute, just so we're clear, they don't nec- like like you can get tickets just for the tailgate or no? It has to be like a ticket to the enshrinement, ticket to the tailgate as, package. Well, as of right now, it it's it, we don't have tailgate only. Because okay, all right, just want to make that clear. We still got other tickets. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, but but if people need, you know, we still have we still have hotel rooms, we still have buses out there, so we do the whole thing as if it was a road game, except we're just not going to a game, we're going to the ceremony. Now, did you guys so, buy out a sec? Did you guys buy out a section of the stadium? Yeah, we got we have seven hundred and fifty seats together on the like the quote unquote floor, the the field I guess wherever this. 
ceremony will be. I'm assuming it's in the stadium. So there'll be a big group there, and then we have people throughout the grandstands. We sold out right. of the field seats. So we do, we do have the grandstand available, which is which is fine. I mean, it's great to be with the big group, but, you know, you go to the grandstand, too. It's This is... This is a once-in-a-lifetime moment. I mean, Jason Peters will be inducted, but we're, we won the Super Bowl six months before the day Dawkins, Brian Dawkins, everyone's top five player of all time, is going into the Hall of Fame. I mean, this is going to be just another, yet another Super Bowl champion uh, celebration. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it, you know? And I'll tell the people that are that are traveling out there to definitely look into this, because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, when we got all our tickets, Gail and I got tickets in, like, the 200 level. Trox is sitting by himself. Same. Mike's sitting by himself. Oh, no. Evan's sitting by himself. So if anybody out there is thinking about buying tickets, that's why I asked about the certain section, because I know how you guys roll. Shit, you guys are going to yeah. be in the same section. It's going to be a sea of green all in one section. You know you're going to get on TV because you guys are rowdy and bring the noise. So if anybody out there hasn't gotten their tickets yet, damn, you got to go through Green Legion to get them. Yeah, the tickets, at least for the tickets we have, I mean, no one's going to be sitting by themselves. You might not be with the 700 people, but sure. you'll, be, you know, you'll, you'll be sitting with Eagles fans. Uh, we're, we're, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, we got. We still got Tampa. We got a. Uh, we got some fourth and Johners going to Tampa. We got some of your crew that are going to London with us, and those trips are going to be awesome as well. But I, I don't. I don't know why. I'm. I am so psyched for this Dawkins trip. It's going to be. It's going to be awesome. It's really going to be a great weekend. So. Now, now let me, we got a big party, like like we were saying. Now let me ask you this, because I saw on social media, you had the man himself, Brian Dawkins, with the video camera at his face. Talking about the Green Legion trip, how did you pull that one off? <laughs> well, we can't let out all of our trade secrets, but you know, you're, you guys are friends with ours. We have a one of our um, longtime clients comes with us multiple trips a game. He uh, he's got some own personal connections. He does some side work um, for some of the players in the team, and he's been. Um, He's been helping uh, Dawkins out with his family for quite some time, and and they kind of, you know, and then Dawkins throws stuff back his way too. So, um, you know, we it, it's a it's a big relationship business, you know that. So, yeah. when we found out that we that we were going to be out there. I mean, not just the Legion, you guys, just the whole. You know, he's like, what? There's going to be a 1,200 person party. I mean, we we would love to have him just duck his head in for you know five seconds just to say you know say what's up to us there. I mean, his time is going to be so limited uh, obviously it's his it's his day we're there for him so uh, you know no promises on that at all but we're, we're if there's any way we can i mean he, he's he was moved to hear about how many birds fans are really going out there it's really going to be all it's going to be all us it's going to be all us it's going to be great so yeah man awesome so, dude it's at uh, trips.greenlegion.com yeah trips.greenlegion.com we're going everywhere um but uh you know this is only what three weeks or something like that so it's coming up pretty quick uh, we still got plenty of room. We got hotels. We get buses from buses from the Sugar House out there. If you want that, if you want to find your own way, that's fine. But then we'll take care of you while you're out there. We all, you know, we'll all get together and love it, and man. Raise a, raise a point and celebrate it, man. Yeah. That's right. Hey, are you going to be at the home opener tailgate? Are you going to see this jersey burn or what, my friend? Dude, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys went into more detail today. I was talking to y'all at the, on the beach when we were out there a couple weeks ago. That thing's going to be. That's going to be awesome. I, I I can't wait. You know I'm going to be out there. It's yeah, I, I might need awesome. to uh, pick your brain at a later date and time uh, for large crowd control because <laughs> it is going to be a monster. <laughs> and, and, Mike, let's try not to have matching outfits. We tend to show up at the tailgate with matching outfits. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. Yeah, man, we, we just got good style. We really right. do. Every time you put, every time you got a new piece, I see you post it. You look good. I look good. It's okay. We can, we can. We're not a couple of ladies. We can, we can. Marry, we can marry <laughs> just trying to be like good, you, bro. You know? Yo, yo, listen. We, we, uh, I've been trying for years of knowing this man to to match his swag. So the fact that you got it right is is a credit to you, my friend. Hey, listen, we appreciate you hopping on <laughs> and talking about the Green Legion trip. We look forward to seeing you guys out there and uh, go birds, baby. Go birds, baby. See ya. All right, talk to you later. Before we get on out of here, we just want to, because we still got some of the people here that were kind of sharing in that Super Bowl ring 
experience. So I want to bring my man Jordan on. Jordan, what did it feel like? Now, we can all agree that we are among a room of champions in here, right? That, that's for Giants fan Joe or Giants man Joe. Here in the room right now at Wildfire Sports, right, we, we are a room full of champions. So how did it feel to wear that Super Bowl ring? It was surreal in a way, you know. So, you know, just, just to feel it, it was, you know, a lot heavier. It was a lot, you know, be, better than your first time, as some would say. Um, I was telling, you know, the people in this room, I got a text. I posted on Snapchat, real excited. I was waiting. This girl was like, I, you know, I sent you a text. And, you know, me being, you know, the sarcastic person I am, go, well, the Eagles Super Bowl ring is more important than you, Toots. So, you know, that shows you a little bit about how much that experience meant. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. The fact that it's getting you in trouble, man, with the hey, ladies. Always. Hey, I got to gotta watch my back. I'm not Puga, you know. Oh, Puga. Will Swell Peace. How did you? Now, this dude, first of all, he ain't going to say it on the air, so I'm going to say it for him. This dude came in with one outfit on. Tried on the ring, handshaking and all. Left, disappeared. Comes back in another outfit, handshaking, glowing, taking those pictures. Leaves. Nobody knows where he is. Comes back in a third outfit. The Nick Foles jersey. Dude, you were glowing. Black man swag. Yeah, you were glowing the entire time. I think you got an outfit and a picture for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. How did you feel wearing that ring? Well, first, um, when you first told me about, uh, you know, the possibility of getting, you know, getting taking pictures with the ring and everything, uh, I was like, I started planning from that moment on. I started looking at, <laughs> from the ring ceremony, I started looking at different players, how they pose with the ring. Um, Professional. I went in my closet, looked at my jerseys, my shirts and everything. I was like, I got this planned out. Um, been planning it out. Um, but it like uh, Jordan says, it was very surreal. Um, it, uh, I really can't even put it into words. I can only imagine how the players and the coaches and the staff that everybody that works so hard and you know getting getting us finally this first Super Bowl ring. Um, how Still they doesn't feel, feel real. Me man. as a fan, it's just it's it's surreal. I. I'm babbling. I, I just can't even put it into words right now. Yeah, it, it still doesn't feel real. And then you hold that Super Bowl ring, and it's like, I never thought I would even see this hardware. Like, like you hold it, and like, this is for real. You can feel the weight of it. A lot of people put it on and said they can feel the power, like they were freaking Power Ranger or something <laughs> like that. Like, you can feel like it's just, it's real at that point. Absolutely. Next, I'm going to bring on, she hates when I do this and put her on the spot. She absolutely hates it. But it is my tailgate wife. It it is it is Aaron, aka Hoodrat. How are you today, darling? I'm very good. Talk right into the microphone I there. I am. I am. I am. There you go. There you, there you, there you go. go. This is why I don't like to do this. No, you're you're all good. I'm good. You're good. What what was it like, what was it like putting that bad boy on? <laughs> well, first of all, my hands were shaking. I yes. think my first reaction was that it's humongous. It is. <laughs> um, it's heavy. It's beautiful. It's sparkly. It's so pretty. I love it. Well, I'm glad I could share that moment with you. But it's but it's so cool to have you here in the studio because like behind the scenes, she, a lot of I like to be. She usually got like taco, <laughs> making up the like dopest taco dip you can yeah, ever yeah. have. Aww. You want to you want to talk about a tailgate organizer or somebody that doesn't get enough credit for the Fourth and John tailgates and making those things come to life? It is definitely Aaron because. She is much a integral part in this entire thing as Gail or I or anybody else that puts up those tailgates. So she makes like it happen. I you guys. I'm a mom. <laughs> this is my thing. I just want to feed everyone all the time. So, you know, opening, opening day, the tailgate. It's going to be crazy. I'm a bit nervous about the quantity of food that I'm going to have. Don't feel like you got to feed everybody because no. oh, it is going to be an Armin. A pickup army. truck. Who are you talking to? Full of taco dip. <laughs> I told you, you all have to stop at my house on the way to the stadium and pick up. Yeah, we might have to. Absolutely. I might, we're we're going to divvy up the responsibilities. I, I think that's absolutely... Rick. Yeah. One more thing. I got... Uh, I brought a shirt. The uh, museum is a sports shirt. But I have a trivia question, and it's it's a great trivia question for Eagles fans that you can all use uh, for all your other Eagles fans' friends, Does, or Eagles fan friends. Does anybody know here Buddy Ryan's full name? Shit. Buddy Ryan's full name. Don't Google it. 
Do not no Google, Google it. Oh, look at him trying to uh, cheat. All right, Mike, nobody knows here in the studio, right? Victor, nobody knows here Victor in the studio. thinks he knows it. What if we threw it out to Twitter, and the first person to answer correctly, Mike... They're going to Google it. Well, well, they, listen, well, well, well since, since now all of our fanhood has been brought into question, since none of us know the goddamn right answer, instead of sitting here and jerking it, ourselves off, let's throw it out to the people. Richard? I, I have no idea. I thought it was Buddy. I thought like it was Buddy. Put it out to put it out to Twitter. First person to answer correctly, we are going to send them this wonderful white polo, polo of the Museum of Sports, uh, Philadelphia, PA. This is beautiful. We're going to send it to them. Thanks so much for that, man. Thanks. That that is that is awesome. That is awesome. Trox. Yo. Yo. What's happening, Yo. buddy? That was awesome. Holding holding that ring. That was awesome, dude. It was like holding my fourth child for the first time. Oh, wow. And making Isn't eye contact with kids, it for the first time. Kids are at home time. crying right now. Nah, they, they're not listening. It's all right. I love you boys. It's all right. It's all right. But, uh, yeah, man, the force is real when you hold that thing. It, it, the, the, the weight, like, it's just a balanced weight. It, it feels like, right, it feels though, right? Like, yeah. It's, it feels everything's perfect. perfect. Yeah. But um, I just spent a week down the shore, and um, I'd like to thank the listeners out there because... I must have got at least four or five Fourth of John shout-outs walking down the beach because, you know me, I'm a walking billboard with some, some type of Fourth and John shirt. Nice. And uh, the Suck Me Lombardi shirt, huge hit down the shore. <laughs> I must have stopped on the beach with a couple people just to get f- pictures with it, and then they asked where you get it from. Nice. Even the lifeguards were asking it. And that's where I got the... The Go Birds, 4th and John chant from the beach. You can get all those shirts yeah, at the Wildfire Did- Sports Shop, right, Justin? Go ahead. But yes, did sir. anybody ask you to to suck your? No. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right, Big Cheryl. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of sucking something, Big Cheryl, you got anything else tonight? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Holding the ring is kind of crazy because you've been told your whole life that nothing, you'll never have it. You'll never be able to achieve it. You'll never, no matter how hard you try, you'll never be able to get it. Kind of like when, I guess, you know, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, when he finally got that golden ticket, you know? Yeah, man. And you just, it's still like you have to remind yourself, like, fucking, fucking A, bro. We did that shit. They did yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah. fucking did it. Yeah, woo like, And it's still unbelievable. You, you look at the ring and you just, it's amazing. Does it make it complete? It. Yeah. It's, For you? Well, I want more. I'm hungry now. Right. I want more. That's like, a that's I a beautiful thing. I think the team reflects that same sentiment that it's not it's not hey it's yeah, we're complete. not done yet. We're not done yet. We're not we're, done until we have more rings than anybody else. Woo! In the league. I like yeah. it. I like it. Showtime, Matt. You're coming on Mike whether you like it or not. You showed up. Now you got to come on Mike. How was it like? What was it like holding that ring? I gotta say, for for the first time in my life, there was a girl around, and she said it's bigger than I thought. Yeah. And it, it's the best feeling ever. <laughs> I gotta be honest. It's like, oh my god, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> All right, I'm doing okay now. <laughs> a little bit of an ego boost, right? But no, no, definitely just crazy experience. I can't thank you guys enough for uh, inviting me down. You, you know, you know, it was awesome because I'm, I'm I'm gonna echo what Big Cheryl said. Like, you see it, and to see everybody smiles, and then to see the handshaking. We'd like to thank Chris, by the way, with the Eagles for bringing yeah. that thing in. Um, the the hands shaking as they were holding it, like I can't tell you how many hands were like, were just like Gail's when he held it the first time. Those hands were shaking, and and you could tell like people were just looking at it like, like Trox said, like a baby. Oh wow, yeah, hands still shaking. Like, yeah, I was like filming with just with my phone, and I'm shaking. I'm like, this looks like crap because I'm shaking. But awesome. you know, like Barlo Barletto had made that point. He said, you know, the the best thing for him getting that ring is watching everyone else's expressions. He said he, that's the best thing about it for him. That is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. And, uh, hey, we look forward to doing it again. Another ring. We're going to have one for each hand. Absolutely. We'd like to thank Rick Berger from the Philadelphia Sports Museum for coming in and sharing all these items with us. Make sure you check out the Green Legion and all the packages they have for their trip out to Canton, Ohio. We will be there as well touring the Hall of Fame on Friday. Make sure you check out Green Legion for the tailgate as well, and let's wrap this thing up the proper way, my friends. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles!
you want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.